When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. Welcome along to episode number 84 of the Bitterex Supporters Trust podcast. I'd like to be back again this week for another edition of the podcast. And this week we are joined by Sean Dunn. Sean, how are you? Buzzing, Ronan. Great, right? Last night. Connor Lynch, how are you? Good, Ronan. Yeah, can't complain now after, um, after a strong start to the season. And Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are you? Yeah, great form, uh, Ronan. Buzzing after last night was... Uh, Great, great occasion. So this week, we will look back on Saturday night's game against Shams at the Showgrounds. We will hear your shouts from the shed end to look ahead to the game on Friday night against UCD. And we'll look ahead to that game also on Friday night. So first of all, lads, I suppose we'll go back to last night as we're recording here on Sunday. It was the first game of the season, Sean, 1-1 against Shams. Uh, a 1-1 draw, but certainly it was, a, as Jerry mentioned, a memorable occasion. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Running, um, the atmosphere that built around the place leading up to the game was huge. Uh, everyone was buzzing heading into the game. You know what I mean? There was a lot of excitement building in it, and the game definitely didn't let us down. It was a quality, quality game from start to finish, um, from both sides to be fair. But I think you know everyone got a taste of what this John Russell side is going to be all about this year, and it's it's exciting times ahead. I think because that la- that performance last night was. It was superb. Um, to a man, everyone was brilliant, I thought. You know, a few mistakes here and there, but, you know, it's going to be teething problems. You wouldn't like it to be perfect on the first night. Um, you know, people have to grow into this into this league and into this side. But, you know, the, the, the big takeaway from last night was just the passion and commitment from the players. You know, the quality was there. It was obvious to see. But it was that the desire, that will to win. And unfortunately, we didn't get the win. But... We were robbed of that, but we'll talk about that later anyway. But um, no, just overall for me, it was a brilliant occasion and a massive point. And Connor, Sean mentioned the passion, the desire there. I suppose that's kind of been the question the last few years. But uh, I suppose from your own point of view, was that an obvious last night as well? Well, it was. It was definitely passion from. Um... From the four and a half or just under four and a half thousand fans that were there, which was great, great atmosphere in around the showgrounds. Um, I think, yeah, like look, look, the the team put in uh, a passionate display, I suppose, um, and that was probably personified in uh, Pineacker in, in centre half, who uh, Sean said before we hit record, he's like a, a man possessed. I was a bit worried about him from time to time because he really was charging into tackles, but he pulled everything off. Um, but I think I think it was it was a reasonably controlled uh, game as well, which was nice to see. Um, like it was a really nice foundation for the start of the season. It was a nice, uh, really good base from which to kind of build upon, I suppose you know. And I think with like there's a, I think it's a 22 man squad that we have. Obviously, we've got a couple of injuries at the moment. Um, Gary Buckley, obviously, um, as everyone knows, and um, Niall Moran, who did an ankle. Uh, in the Harps game, so there might be there's three or four players missing, but there's like it, I, I, it's it's just interesting to see how the team is going to progress and what sort of shape. Like I don't think we're always going to play that kind of shape that we played last night. I think there's loads of different options, and um, yeah, really great to speak. Like great to see more academy graduates in Ina Clancy and in Gillen Barlow put in such strong performances and like playing the top team in the league, they look, didn't look out of place. So that was really, really positive, really positive start. Great foundation to start from. And Jerry, from your own point of view, I suppose, uh, what did you make of it yourself? Yeah, look, it was a great, as we said last week, you know, uh, you couldn't 
really wish for a better game uh, to kick off the season at home to, to Shams, you know. Um, it was a brilliant occasion, great atmosphere, uh, full house, and like the game itself was absolutely brilliant. They kind of had a bit of everything. So delighted to get a point, slightly disappointed not to pick up three, but I suppose that's kind of... That's a, a sign of how well we played, and um, yeah, I was absolutely brilliant. Delighted with with the start, um, and just hopefully it's a great platform to build on. And I suppose one thing as well, uh, seeing one or two people mention it is something that I actually thought of as well is that, uh, go back to twenty twelve, that equaliser against that late late equaliser against Shelburne up in Talca Park. I think it was ninety fourth minute as well. Um, again, that felt like a victory at the time, and it really kind of set us up and propelled us, uh, for the season. So, look, I'm not saying like we're going to win the league, of course we're not, but it just, just sets up a great platform. And the other thing I actually thought about was that under in the Harry um, era, the, the first game of the season we played against Cork City, as um, as they were at the time, I'm not sure what they're called these days. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, do you remember that first game of the season as well we were winning 1-0 and we were absolutely robbed in injury time uh, yeah we we absolutely played Cork off the off the pitch and they were a good, good team at the time you know they were one of the probably top two and we absolutely battered them and they got they robbed us in the 94th minute themselves um, and for me I just think that took the, the the win out of our sails from the off and we never recovered. It was just so gut-wrenching at the time. And it's just funny, you know, first game of the season is so, so important. And like to get a night, it just shows you when you get a night four minute winner or if you get one against you, it's amazing how it sets the trend for the season. So I'd be really, really confident. And I think the lads touched on it there as well that I think we're going to get better. And we have a really, really good squad there that we can, you know, bring fellas in and, Take fellas out, and even last night, I think we I think we made five substitutions, and uh, each one of them contributed. Even in the ninety-first minute, when Lafferty and O'Sullivan came on, I think like they were straight in. I think I'm not mistaken. I think Lafferty got the corner that led to the goal. So, yeah, it's great stuff. And Sean, we saw three new signings start the game, and I suppose Stefan came on, Fabrice came on as well, which I suppose. Did they, which which the new signings impress you the most? Oh, um, that's actually a difficult one. Um, I was really impressed with Brambach. I thought he was excellent at right back. He had a couple of moments where he misjudged um, certain situations, but on the ball he was outstanding. Played a couple of passes in behind there, just they were brilliant. Um, very smart on the ball as well. Linked up, linked up, played brilliantly. Um, and then Hutchison at left back, he was excellent as well. He they look confident, did, don't they? Both of them. Yeah, very confident, Connor. And you know, now at the start, Hutchison just he was a little bit. He, they were caught. They were caught napping right at the start. Two minutes in, Ferroja uh, has as a Burke has that shot, or Ferroja has that shot, and McNicholas makes the save. Ferroja, yeah, yeah. We're just. We're caught a bit flat. Oh no, Ferrugia sets up uh, Burke. Burke, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Hutchison's caught a little bit flat footed there, where he just doesn't get close enough. But apart from that, I thought the two, those two boys at full back were excellent throughout the game. And engines, they just kept going and going and going. And Hutchinson made a couple of runs up the left and overlapped Will Fitzgerald. And he was constantly an outlet for him. But in a really productive way, he just wasn't running for the sake of it. And his defensive work on top of that was excellent. I was really impressed with him and Brownback. But um look Brownman Brownman done well as well. But just there was a few instances where he just wasn't at the pace of it. And I'm sure that'll come in time for him. Yeah. But that that was a big thing. And I think you know we have to I think we have to really applaud the back four last night because it was a brand new back four. Yeah. Like you have two two brand new fullbacks, and then I know Clancy and Pineacker were there last year, but they never played a game together last year. I don't think. No. So, yeah. You know. yeah, Clancy was brilliant. Like Clancy looks like a fellow who was. They actually played the last yeah. game against Bowes together. Did they, they play that one? I wasn't sure if Blaney played yeah. that or not. No, it was Blaney was injured for that game, and right. Clancy played. But that's only one game. W- one of the things I noticed before the the game kicked off when the teams were warming up, it's the first time ever. I probably said this in the podcast podcast before. 
we've never had a team in the modern era, so to speak, like in the last 10 years when Premier, Premier Division football has kind of gone up a step in professionalism. Yeah. But we've never had a team that has looked um, like athletes, like physical specimens. Um, when they were when they were warming up, you could see that they were all conditioned excellently well. And there was there was nobody there's nobody on our team now that looks like a fella who's come out of a a junior league, you know, to make the step up. Yeah. They all look like they looked the part, like you know. And there was no when when the game kicked off, like there was, you know, in the in the past we would have players like especially when Dundalk came came into the showgrounds or we watched Dundalk. Dundalk were just yeah. like on a different level altogether. These yeah. guys were like they were like League One or Premier League players showing up. They just look great, like you know. But I I thought that was really noticeable. Yeah. Last night. On, on, that as well, well. on that as well, Connor, and just to tie in what Sean is saying, you know, like like we looked like we could keep going. Like even the fullbacks were still bombing on in injury time, still pushing, and they didn't look, you know, it was didn't knock a, a beat out of them. Um and I know the pitch is a million times better than what it was this time last year, but it's still not perfect, it's still very, very soft. So you know. Would have been soft. It's it's it it pulls out of your legs, but in fairness to our lads, you know there was absolutely no stopping. Like we do look like athletes, um, and we're much much fitter, much much stronger. Like we were, we were the dominant team going into the into injury time and and before that, like um. So you know, and I think we'll get we'll get stronger, we'll get fitter, we'll get better, and the as the pitches get better, I think we'll be even again. You know, obviously, much much better. So it's 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 really encouraging. Uh, as what you were saying there, Connor is like we look, we look like men out there. We don't look like boys anymore. And to come on out as well, though, um, is to make the point on the how fit and strong we did look, and we did. And it is the first time, Connor. You're not wrong in saying it that we have been able to look at a team and say, yeah, there's a team of professional footballers stepping out on the pitch. Um, was the youth lads that have come through. Because Clancy and Barlow didn't look out of place at all yeah. physically, you know they they didn't look like little boys coming into the into the team. You wouldn't have just said straight away, "Oh, there's the two young lads that are starting." Yeah, they didn't yeah. look out of place whatsoever. I think that's a big thing as well. That you know, that's shown from the academy that we're setting up our our strength and conditioning properly. That the lads are building up as they're getting older. Yeah, I'm actually right. Is that, that the last season? Sorry, Ron, go on. Is that a mix of, I suppose, coming up through the youth academy, having doing that, but also, I know Sean Flannery's in there, but it's also yeah. down to the player themselves, themselves willing to put in that, the extra work, you know. To, but it's it's, it's know. a manifestation of the frame of mind, like you know, yeah, like it's like, like you're either doing this right, which we may not have been doing in the past, but like you know, last year. Uh, Pineacker kind of he 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 was kind of towering over. He was like he was our big player. I mean, physically, he's not anymore. He's not anymore. There's loads of you look you look at um Browning in there. Like but Browning, Branifleck, they're coming from leagues where there's that expectation that 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 you're going to be conditioned, and they look they, and they look it, you know. And um, you know, just, we didn't I, look any I, different. To, we didn't look any different to Shamrock Rovers, like you know, um, you know, and I think. Yeah. It is a culmination of a, of various different things, but like I think in terms of John Russell, uh, Ryan Casey, you know, even Conor O'Grady, um, all those things, they, all these guys have great attention to detail, and they don't leave anything to to chance. Um, and even like, you know, after the game last night, you know, in terms, of, I know we always do warm downs, but like I was really impressed by the warm downs that we were doing. Like we were even like. We were on one side of the pitch and Shams were on the other side of the pitch, and like you could even see that the level of detail that went into the warm end for us was even greater than what Shams were doing, even though theirs was really good too. Like you know, like we're in a different kind of type of mindset, a different type of culture, a different type of atmosphere within the club, and you know it's been led by the various different people that I've mentioned and all of the staff. It's just like we've really, really, really gone on to a different level. And one thing I'd say as well is that, you know, fans need to have a little bit of patience. I've never seen the preparation and, and the work that's gone into all different aspects of the club um, than ever before. 
And like, you know, people just need to have a little bit of a little bit of patience. So I heard like fellas at the game last night saying, Oh, that fella's not looking for ball the ball, or this fella's you know, not looking for the ball, or but you could see like in terms of the play, the patterns of play that you know, like I was saying earlier on, that where the left and right winger wingers were tucking in to let the fullbacks bomb on. It wasn't that they weren't looking for the ball, it's just that we've got a style of play and you know, there's a, a method behind it and you know, it's, I'm, I'm completely impressed by everything that's going on at the moment. And, like, obviously, we never, we're never going to have this, the type of budget that, you know, the, the, the bigger clubs within the country are going to have. But we're giving ourselves the best possible chance to be the best possible version of ourselves. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm just totally delighted with that. Along with the passion and the, the will to win last night, like, you know, even when Brandon scored a goal, like, he went to, you know, to grab the ball and back to the centre circle. Even things like where, like the ball boys last night, they were all kitted out. Like, this is the level of detail that we're talking about. We're talking about even about the ball boys. The ball boys were all kitted out in the same gear. You know, they had their Rovers merchandise on, the hats, they had their little stools, and they were all positioned in strategic places around the pitch. Like, whereas last season, you had... The, the, the ball, I'll tell you about the ball boys. The ball boys... Yeah, from Merville, yeah, yeah. It'd be, yeah. But not just because they're from Merville, but they probably yeah. are the best ball boys that you could get. Yeah, no, but, but like there's a plan in place down but, to that they, level of detail. But John Russell has asked for a team of eight ball boys, and they've done a they've like they they went in a couple of weeks ago and they've done a they've done like uh, a couple of hours prep, or maybe not a couple, but like they've been prepped by the club so that, to know what happens and like you know that they're clued in that when the ball goes out of play, who they're giving the ball back to. You know, they're not just lobbing the ball back in. Yeah. The ball needs to go back to X, Kill, or whoever it might be. I need to do a pace, or or else you don't throw the ball back in a pace. You hold on to it for a while. So there, there, there's a bit of you know, and but that's that, that just goes down to the level of detail. Yeah, yeah. You have to have that level of detail. Absolutely. That just like that one half a percent might give you the difference. Like you've yeah. seen it at a Premier League level. Do you know what I mean? Like they, these lads are are nearly coached. Like what Connor's saying. Like our ball boys are coaching now, as in what to do. Like I was talking to James Martin there as well, actually, and he's one of the ball boys on Friday, and he was telling me he was part of the team now. Imagine he's part of the team. Do you know, like, and that's a great mentality to kind of have. That's what I'm talking about as in culture and types of an atmosphere and stuff like that, where you know we're taking time to invest in these young lads and say, like James was down at the emerging talent there in Castle Bar during the weekend. Like, that's a great kind of culture to set him up with. Like, you know, if if he wants to become a footballer, like, he, he's getting it at the very, uh, you know, very start of, you know, playing football or whatever the case may be. But, but even if he doesn't, it's already spread like Rovers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well sometimes that we kind of, we take it for granted that we have a senior football club, like a proper football club in our area, in our region. That um, you know, we can go and watch top level football within our country very for cheap, um, and it's very accessible. I think sometimes that's kind of lost upon us. Um, like one thing that David Pugh always would have said to us when we were in school, and I think I said this before, was that, and this is going back in the eighties, and like the football was shite. But he, what he would always would have said was that go and watch the game, just go and watch the game. It doesn't matter about it. Like that was the top level of a football in the country at the time and he would always say go and watch the game listen to what the players are saying you know what I mean that kind of with that kind of talking and uh, organisation and stuff like that like whereas we're on a completely different planet now as well so I suppose the point I'm making is that we're very lucky to have that and again we're doing the best with what we have and to be the best possible version as we of what we can be in every different aspect of the football club which is an absolute sea change in my opinion over the last 12 months or less sorry Oh, I totally agree with everything it just says as well, uh, Jerry. And you know, it's it's a good discussion to have. Um, but yeah, Ronan, I was impressed with the fullbacks. No, not at all. Um, a good rant, a good rant, a good rant, a good rant, exactly. Um, but no, that's yeah, the, after the three, the three new signings, it was just the three, wasn't it? The start, I don't. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. They, no, the two fullbacks did really impress me. As I said, Browning did have his couple of moments, but he had good moments too, and he had the biggest moment of the game, really and truly, didn't he? 
So you know yeah. he comes up, he comes up trumps in the end, and that'll do that'll do him the world of good because you know he does give the ball away for the goal, and he does have an opportunity to make a tackle. Like don't want to jump too far ahead on you, but you know he he redeems himself in the end. But look, there, there's a huge amount of positives. You can you can actually go through every player individually and pull out an awful lot of positives. No one hid in that game. There's no passengers. You know, everyone showed up and everyone made their presence felt. And Connor, I suppose, Max Marshall up front. Some people were frustrated around me in the game about him that he wasn't, you know, doing certain things or he wasn't getting in behind. But like, I suppose from my own opinion, I felt that you know he was putting himself about. He was given. The three centre halves that Shams had all sorts of problems. I suppose, like from your own point, do you think that Mata would be, is this was a good focal point for the way we were trying to play? Yeah, well, and I think like we're still, I think that's still to, like the team have to knit in together and have to, it's, it's their, it was their first competitive game. They've played six or seven friendly games. Um, I still think there's a huge amount of figuring out to be done. I do, he probably got um, isolated a couple of times if you were to be super critical. Um, Maybe there might have been a like a ten minute period at the start of the first half, maybe, um, where he might have been a bit isolated and he was, he was um, maybe the ball just wasn't getting forward enough, but I wouldn't be overly worried about him. He worked hard. Um, he he caused a lot of trouble. Like on another night, he could have scored three or four goals there. Like you know, I know we were talking about in the chat if Aiden Keane was there, he might have had a field there. But um, I I think that like on on another night, like yeah. Like if Barlow's one off the post goes in, um, and um, you know the other one that's the other save in the first half by um, by Manus goes in, you know you you don't be praising uh, Mata for the for his work rate. Like you know, I think I I think he's put in a serious shift. Like you know, yeah, I think um, like I was critical of him on last week's pod, um, but in fairness, I was really really impressed by him last night. Yeah, look, he didn't get a goal, but I don't think it was for the want of truck quality. Um, he got his shots off, you know, pretty quick. Um, his hold-up play was really, really good. And in fairness, he gave the, the Shamrock Rovers centre-halves, you know, a right good bully in fairness. Um, yeah. I was probably, I thought, it, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be critical of him not scoring last night, to be fair. Look, you know, there was no absolutely outstanding chance. But he, what he again, what he, what he, the service he got, he, he done pretty well. I think was he, he's not going to score fifteen goals this season, like you know. That's yeah. I don't, I don't think he's not an out and out goal scorer. Maybe that, maybe that is you know the one thing that we're like. I look at you couldn't even say that based on last night. That'll be the one little fear that with the that you know there's no real out and out um goal scorer there in the team. I know that the number nine jersey hasn't been filled in the squad yet. Maybe something might happen there over the duration of the season, but um, but you want like <clears throat> you want your goals coming from across the team, like you know, like yeah, you know, last year if, if there was an injury to, to Aiden Keenan, <clears throat> we'd all be very worried, like you know, and yeah, well, we wouldn't score goals. Whereas yeah, I think goal, yeah. we know we have a lot more attacking options, but I th- I do think like as, again as I said, I've been very critical of of Max in the past, um. I think he can fill the number nine jersey. I I was really really impressed with him last night. Really impressed with him. Um, look, people can say oh, if Aiden Keane was there last night. Doesn't necessarily mean that he would have scored. Yeah, maybe some of the link up play would have been better. But you know, there was no no chances that you would say, oh my god, that was a fucking sitter. Yeah, you know? definitely there was no sitter. Like Alan Manis pulled off unbelievable yeah. sitter. You know, he is he is a worldly of a game against this. You know, it's so frustrating. But on Max as well, I was really impressed with his work last night. I thought, you know, he did. He he bullied Lee Grace and Daniel Terry. I was saying to you, Ronan, before we came on, there was a one-point game in the second half where a ball comes up to him and he wins the header in the air off Grace and he actually goes down and wins his own knock-on. And it's Cleary that comes over to him and he just he shrugs him off the ball. He just, he completely bodies him and just, he lays the ball back. And I found in the second half, even before they got uh, Lopez sent off, we were getting closer. The formation had nearly sw- switched to a four-two-four, and it was nearly four across. And Max had finally got the support in beside him, and even the two white players and Barlow had got closer to him, and it really, really helped him. And he was able to lay off and link link up quite nicely with the forward line, and we were creating chances out of it because he's actually quite good on the ball. 
You know, he's not yeah. careless in possession. He will keep the ball. He's an important part of the team, I think. And it is, look, it's obviously going to be a situation where we want goals. Everyone wants the striker to score goals. But if the system works properly, you might yeah. need your main target man to be the main goal outlet. Whereas this where you could be looking at Stefan, there's no chance I'm going to pronounce his second name, where he steps into the side. And because when he came on, he looked positive. And he looked like he was uh, willing to get about the place. And he was creative as well. He had a couple of nice touches about him. So maybe he's going to be the link man to play off Mata. Like Keane did last year. Yeah. Like Keane. Keane is probably the biggest... I know everybody talks about Keane's goals and about the amount of goals that he scored. Um, but a lot, I don't want to be kind of... But a lot of them were penalties and a lot of them were against Finn Harris, okay? So... He wasn't great, was he? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that, but I just think that... I think Max Maddox can score 15 goals this season. And I think if you have midfield chipping in, you know, then... We're going to score more goals overall. Who's on pens this season? Don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one to call. Oh, well, if Cody's playing, he is. Because he took the one against that loan. Oh, yeah. But, right, okay. but yeah, even yeah. look at last night, all right, just sorry not to cut across you, but just when you're right. not about, about a creative outlet there, Jerry, is, um, you know, how Kina was our only creative and nearly goal-scoring outlet last year. Yeah. Like, you look at last night, there's so many situations where Will Fitzgerald was creating issues. Caelan Barlow was creating issues. Greg Bulger was creating issues. Hutchison was creating issues. Brownback was creating... Yeah. There was creative outlets coming from a lot of different areas on the pitch. And this is exactly what John Russell had spoke about. And I think it emphasised that John Russell is not a spoofer by any means. Yeah, whatever he has says has come to light. It's all come true so far. You know, he's not just talking out his whole saying, oh, we're going to do this, that and the other thing. When he says something, he means it. And you can see it, it's coming to fruition with this team. And if we have more creative outlets on the side, that gives Matt more chances to score. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. How, like, he could go out now and get a, a hat-trick against UCD. Well, like we had 20, 20 um, opportunities against Sean Grover's last night, didn't we? Yeah. Or something like that. That's fuck, That's insane. Like That's against yeah. the top team in Ireland with 20 chances. Or situations or whatever they're called I'm not really sure you bring it back to the same scoreline last year 1-1 against Shams at home hmm. and I think we created two or three opportunities one of them we scored that Jordan Hamilton header like yeah. the contrast in performances from that day to yet to yesterday is unnatural even when you go back into the fitness like we we even commented on it might have said it online on the pod but like I definitely remember us talking about it before was the state of the players coming out onto the pitch in their jerseys, where they all had been, not all of them, but a few of them with pop bellies on. You know, yeah. there's a couple of lads wearing extra large shorts and not for the right reasons. <laughs> you know? So, That's true. Like, 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 like I'm thinking about what the, maybe it was the interview on last week's podcast, but he also said it uh, at the, the fans event in the Clarion or the Clayton or whatever it's called is back in November. Like he said, John Russell said that you know, obviously we don't have the money to to go toe to toe with Shamrock Rovers financially, or Jerry City financially, or maybe St Pat's financially. So yeah, we have to be smarter. We have to be smarter about where we get our players from and who our players are. And going down to that, like just go back to your Arthur saying, Sean, like there's absolutely no room for anybody showing up who's who's you know carrying a bit of timber. That is like that's a mortal sin at this stage of the game. You know. Yeah, and you could well, see you're going to stick out for the wrong reasons, aren't you? Yeah, you're going to be showing up. Yeah, big time. But like it was in there last night, like and you know, creatively I thought we were excellent last night. There was real, real directness in our play. You know, it came from everywhere. Like Greg Bolster last night, I thought he was immense. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, I thought he was immense. I thought, and it sounds like we're just constantly going on about fitness. This isn't a fitness podcast, but um, we get (laughs) we get Sean Flannery on one of the days to go through that for us, but uh. Like, I thought the difference I saw with Greg last night was that he was fitter. And last year, where we all would have been given out, where Greg constantly gives away these silly fouls, these, you know, these, he's just constantly late to the tackle. That extra little bit of fitness, he got to the tackle quicker and he made the tackle. He was more successful in his tackles last night. And And I think he enjoyed that more too. Like, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, there's nothing more frustrating when you're not. 
you're not timing things right and you get pissed off at yourself and you get annoyed. But again, it's just about that level of detail and that 1% where, you know, you get to the pitch of the ball and you win your tackles. And, you know, that's more enjoyable then for him. And, you know, all of a sudden then kind of everybody's kind of lifted because they're feeling better and they're they're doing they're doing what they want to do. Um, so, you know, that's... Really, you're right though, Jerry. And you're saying it then in Greg's play is when he's winning those battles, his confidence skyrockets. Yeah. And you could see it, then he starts playing those lovely passes. And he plays that disguise pass in the second half that Will Fitzgerald and scores off. Like, yeah. That is a beautiful ball. Mm-hmm. And it's perfectly weighted, lovely little skimmer along the grass and straight into Will's path. And that's that's all built in from him winning his battles all over the pitch. Where his confidence is right. He's not complaining. He's not fighting with referees. Yeah. No, he's, he's not getting frustrated because no, he's enjoying focus, it. Yeah, his focus yeah. is on the game. Yeah. And he can lead by example. And that's what I thought he'd done last night. I thought yeah. he had a really, really good performance. And the type of performance, that's the Greg Bulger we want. And that's the Greg Bulger we had for the first six months of his first season. Yeah. That's where he was. That was the level he was at. And that's why we were so successful in that season, because he was at that level. Now, he, if he steps up to that level again, that's going to be a huge asset for us this season. Yeah. Because not only now is he he's a captain on the pitch, but he's also a coach off it. So yeah, it's an added, an added level of responsibility. Yeah, and he's been given that responsibility and, you know. And that's off the pitch as well. So yeah. there's a responsibility off the pitch to guide the young lads as well in the right direction. And that coincides with the, the foreign lads that have come in because they, they treat the game differently. They, they're they not big into going out drinking or anything like that. It's it's a completely different mindset. So, you know, all that comes into play and it leads into the right ways for us as a club. But... Again, not to, sorry to drift off that again, but yeah, Greg Bulger was brilliant. But you, you, yeah, Ronan, 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 the fullbacks were great. Fullbacks were brilliant. <laughs> you would wonder does the does the the fact that he's now a coach think like, you know, does he does Greg think himself that, you know, geez, I actually I better not put myself into shape, but I better, as you said, Sean, I suppose. You know, whoever I want to pick up on this point is set the example that, like, you know, if players see that I'm at my peak performance or my peak level, that you know, I can kind of they can look to me as a as an example. Jerry, what do you think? Yeah, it's the same in every job, uh, Ronan. Look, if you're a coach or you're in a uh, you're in a position of responsibility, if you're not doing your thing, you can't expect everybody else not to do theirs as well. So, and again, like, I think. It's, you know, he's 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 one of the. In fairness, look, he's a great League of Iron player, um, and like what Sean was saying as well is that you know for the first six months of when he was here, he was brilliant because I suppose the enthusiasm and the 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 novelty was there, um, that kind of drifted away, and uh, but we've kind of reinvented. He's like nearly like a reinvented player, like in that he's reinvented the best possible version of himself, and that. You know, he wants to lead by example. He's been given that responsibility. Um, and yeah, he, you know, if he's not if he's not at it, then you can't expect the rest of them not to be at it. So yeah, look, all good. But what you're touching on as well there, Ronan, in regards to, you know, does he want to be fitter this year? You can only be as fit as what you're set out to do in pre seasons. You know, last year, like by all accounts, pre season just wasn't up to it. You know, it wasn't really a pre season, it was just training sessions. The setup wasn't good enough. You know, we weren't fit. No one was fit. There was no one like slagging behind or anything like that. Just it wasn't the preparation wasn't done right, and it showed. We suffered for it throughout the season, and we and we seen the the changes John had to make when he when he came in. First of all, that like the lads were nearly doing a preseason from halfway through our own season. Like we finished the season very very strongly. Yeah, Probably the strongest finish to a season that I've seen in a long long time. From from ourselves, like we were actually getting stronger towards the end of the season than we were at the start of the season. Um, When the season was basically dead and buried as well, Jerry. Yeah, I think think people need to have patience. Um, again, you know, going back to that, like that, um, you know, it takes time to turn these things around. And as you said, Sean, as well, look, everything Russell has said, she's done. But you have to have patience. And even last night, you could hear people kind of. A little bit moaning and stuff like that, but like you know, sometimes you need to sit down and actually look at it for yourselves rather than kind of 
you know, listening to the fellow beside you that is more and grown and like kind of make your own mind, mind up sort of thing. I think we're kind of nearly conditioned as people to to be uh, to be fed commentary from watching Sky Sports and stuff like that. And sometimes you just need to sit down and have a look and say, right, you know, make make your make your own mind up. And that's what I would say maybe to fans is make your own mind up. See what's happening on the pitch. See what's happening in the background. And then come back with, you know, I suppose a balanced, balanced opinion. Sometimes we're, people are too quick to be to, to be negative. And, you know, when, when the right things are happening, that can be a little bit annoying. I suppose, yeah, I think patience probably is the key word here. Like, patience is what's going on in the pitch. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the play is, it's direct in a way, but it's it's patient. It's, you know, look, looking for the right opportunity all the time, you know. Probing, yeah. I suppose that's the that could be the buzzword of the season is patience. I know you can't be waiting all around for the season to you know get going and whatever. Look when we could see the goal run. Yeah, yeah. Go to, go to when we can see the goal. Nobody panics. Yeah, yeah. Nobody in the team panics. John Russell doesn't panic. We're not flapping about then flying into tackles or anything like that. We just we know where we are in the game. We know that we're well capable of of giving Shamrock Rovers a game. We're at that level. That's fine, and we we still we stayed focused on what our plan was, and we just kept to it, and we kept playing the way we were, we had set out to play. Like in years gone by, you either would have you would have seen us thrown in the towel, or you know getting frustrated, and you know completely going away from what we were set out to do. But not last night. Now, like we conceded the goal. It was a poor goal to give away. A great finish. In fairness to Burke, but. Um, you know, as we already touched on, you know, Brownie needs to do better in that. Even Brownback needs to do a bit better, and Clancy needs to be out quicker. But these are learning curves, you know. And you're against the best team in the country, so they don't give you the the opportunity to learn those mistakes, you know. So, you know, but we will learn from them going forward. But it was the mentality of the team was right, and the reaction to that goal was right. And can we touch on Luke McNicholas, Connor, on? He's coming to a lot of praise about his district. He didn't have much to do, I suppose, handling-wise yesterday, but he's other people are very happy with his his distribution yesterday. Yeah, he had um he had um I think that was a really important uh, the, the way that game played out was very important for him because he um he 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 made a good save at the, uh, the start of the game. Um keep I can't remember who took the shot, but it, that could have been um it just it nearly snuck underneath him, but he, but he, uh, he, he, he managed to keep the ball out. Um, and I look at, I just think like that, just to be part of that, no more than the team, um, kind of progressing and building, like to have a performance like that under his belt. Yeah, he didn't have a lot to do, but he, he was, um, but even like the, the, the looking at the, as Jerry used said, the shots, the shots that we created, the opportunities we created versus that against Jams, like we, it was nearly three to one, um. But yeah, look at and his his distribution was good. Um, looked very comfortable on the ball. The ball was played between the back five a lot. Um, not under any pressure. Um, but he handled that all very well. Uh, so like, and that's what we need. We need a confident Luke McNicholas. This is the season that he has to step forward and really state his claim for um for number one jersey. Uh, Connor Walsh is, I'd say, hot on his heels and. Uh, so yeah, look, it was a good start from. I'm I'm really happy with how things played out for him. On on, uh, it was a great strike from Shams. Difficult to save. So really happy with how things played out from. And that that save he makes in the first couple of minutes, it is. It's really important, but it's also it's a lot harder than it looked because it's it's one of those ones to get down. It's right underneath his body. There's no stretching out for it. It's just he has to get down on top of it really quickly, and he does. And you know it just. That quickly in the game as well, you're not not that you're not warmed up properly, but it is hard when you get caught like that in the first minute or two. You know, anything can happen. So I think he held himself really well last night. His starting position was excellent, always made himself available on the ball and was clever on the ball. And his distribution was really good. And the next lads are anything or you don't touch on this. The only thing I wanted to say, yeah, I thought uh, who took our corners for Barlow and um, Fitzgerald, was it? Corners were excellent. Yeah. Uh, we might have had five corners. I thought they were all really well struck. Um, all caused a lot of trouble. Um, I was really impressed with that because we, God knows, we've seen a lot of 
shite corners taken by Sligo Rovers teams over the last number of years. So, um, you know, you know, we're not we're not going to be a team that's reliant on set pieces. Um, but that said, they were all really well struck, and I was just really happy to see that kind of consistency in, in the delivery of those balls. Yeah, we constantly. Just on the right, on the on the Jinxes Avenue side of the the pitch, it's actually really difficult to take corners because you're running up a hill True. to hit the ball. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if people realize that. So, if you ever notice the the corners from that side generally aren't as good as they are from the 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 main stand side because it's very difficult to. So it was good to see, like you know, that the the corners were. Effective. The ball boys could put a little runway together <laughs> before the Rovers' corners and then dismantle it. Yeah, that's, yeah that's where we're heading. To. Sponsored by Apple Airport. It was a good point on the corner because we were a constant threat from them, weren't we? And I think that's what we yeah. got. Two, two massive opportunities came from corners. And, but that, and then, like, going back to the physicality or the, the presence of our players, the balls come in, like, you know, and you have Pinecker there. Uh, or you have uh, Browning or whoever it might be, we were able to really put pressure on the, you know, Pico Lopez or whoever it might be. You know, we were we were really, you know, they were just they were it was just really positive to see that it was the corners were something that we could really attack from. Well, we if, well look, it proves it in the equaliser, doesn't it? Yeah, that's where that's where yeah. it comes that's from. Where the ball comes from. Yeah, we we, yeah. we set panic in amongst them. You know, yeah, that's why the, the, the clearance was absolutely shocking. Pass of the season, lads. That's uh, yeah, pass pass of the season. Yeah. Yeah. He teed it up from like. But, but so. that's the panic that set in, you know, because we were yeah. a constant threat. We, you know, they just weren't. Yeah, they weren't comfortable at all. Yeah. So and that's he, he's just getting a foot on it and just seeing what happens. So it's it's interesting I think, to I think Bradley he, even come out saying that you know it was a fair result. It was very few and far between when he when he comes out and says something like that. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. it was a deserved, you know, the, the draw was deserved. You know, that, that speaks for itself. Let's be honest though, lads. Like a draw was a good result for them. Yeah. The win was a fair result for us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they were disappointed yeah. to concede so late, but at the same time too, they were happy to get out of there with a point. But just on, just on the goal, I wonder. I wonder did Browning place it because he didn't smack it like you know the ball oh, bounced no, before we crossed the line. I wonder did he pick out the little channel there to put it through. That's a proper finish, definitely. Because he yeah, uh, he hasn't smashed it. He just puts it on the top yeah. of the laces and just directs yeah, it. He doesn't, doesn't put his laces through it like. Yeah, if that's me, it's it's good. it's crossing the, the river line like you know. <laughs> but you know what, though, Connor, a lot of players in that <laughs> instant, a lot of players in that instant would panic and just smash it. Yeah. But there was like there was two hundred players in front of him, but that would have been a waste of time, like you know. Yeah, yeah. He put it the one place where I suppose there wasn't a lot of players, but at the same time, Alan Manis, he, he couldn't see anything. It was, oh, so no, it was right in the bottom corner. Even if he was there, he yeah. wasn't. Yeah. So it was, but even on that as well, like you know, when we do score the goal, just to go back to it, was the is the confidence and just that little bit of intelligence as well. Where Max Matter goes and grabs the ball out of the net, and Browning grabs the ball off the ball boys. Yeah, you can look at it in two ways. Is either we're mad, we're we're mad to go back and get the ball down and go and win the game, or else we're not getting caught by Shams taking a quick kickoff. Yeah, you know, letting no, them I think we're, I think we're going to try and win it. But the ball takes I think we go try and go with it. But either way, we're taking control of the situation. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's just that little bit of know-how in the first game of the season. You know, it's good to see that kind of thing happening as well. Yeah. Yeah, but the absolute joy, the absolute pandemonium in the stands from the goal, like oh, it was absolute. Like that's what you live for, you know. When you go to games, you live for those moments, and that was absolutely pure and utter joy. It was absolutely fantastic. All in over. It was justified, justified joy as well. It wasn't relief for it wasn't. Um, no, yeah, no, yeah, that's what we deserved. That's what we deserved. It was warranted, yeah, yeah, yeah. But special, special, you know, they're they're the things that keep you coming back. That's that's the drug, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we just we just have to we just have to build the performance for uh, like I would say, I, if you were to pick if you were to pick another fixture, the next fixture for us, the ideal fixture, I would say the bottom of many people's lists would be away to UCD as the next fixture to play yeah. after that. 
and two away in a row as well. Do you know yeah. you want? You know it's, the next. Well, I'm sure there will probably be a half decent crowd in uh, in Drada, but like to go down to you know two man dog in UCD, yeah. you know, yeah, like that. But that's where that's where there'll be a lot. It'd be. You know, you can ju- you'll be able to judge the team on that. Like I think we 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 bet them, we drew twice and we we bet them twice last season. And I remember one of the draws. It might have been a one-one draw was it last season in Dublin against UCD. Just just no, just working at the race at all. Just like one of those games where we just couldn't bring ourselves up to the required level to to put it to them. Like you know, you know yeah, what that was, was Connor, wasn't that? You know, only well, just thinking of it when you mention it now is actually that was after the high of the Derry game, wasn't it? I was just gonna, yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah. It might have been right after that, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it might have been, it could have been the last game. Yeah, but our second visit there, then we we hockeyed them three 0 We absolutely played them off the park. And we could touch on lads. I suppose there was a few dodgy decisions you could call them. Um, the non penalty was a, I suppose a particular one. Uh, Sean, I suppose at the time it was uh It still looks like you know it should have been a penalty. I don't know in what world where it's not. I don't it know. There's a few, no? Huh? There's a few incidents where it comes to penalties, no? No, not a few. Just the one on Barlow, the main one. And that's I, one I thought Barlow in the second half, yeah, was... was, was that's that's a Yeah. He, he elbows him in the back of the head and clips his ankles. Like, I don't know what more you have to do to win a penalty. No no effort to play the ball, yeah. No. And, like, I'm straight in from behind, you know. Yeah. He's, but I think I think with McGrath and a local ref in particular uh, has Barlow's card marked. I think if Barlow's both legs were broken inside the box, he wouldn't give him a penalty. I think he's been singled out. Really? Like, he was lucky as well, though, Barlow, for the dive in the first half. He 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 was on a yellow card, I think, and he, he was very lucky, I thought. So I think he does need to be careful. He doesn't need to do that. He will have opportunities to win penalties. He doesn't need to be going down so easily, but I like I wonder, and some people have said it to me on Twitter as well, is his reputation already preceding him? Like, you know, he needs yeah. to be careful about that because there's, there's no need for it. He will, he's good enough to create yeah. those opportunities where he can win penalties. Yeah, he's going he's so, to invite enough fouls on himself within dangerous areas, including the box, that, you know, because he's such a good player, he does, probably doesn't need to fake it so much. Yeah. Because oh, he's got them. Those tricky meat feet that when you're inside yeah. the box and that close control, like no more than leave act, that's what you win penalties from it. Yeah, yeah. I see he's a horrible little fucker to play against. Oh, I'd say he, uh, he's an absolute yeah. pain in the hole, like you know. And fair yeah. bit to him, like well, I don't know what he said to pick, to pick a Lopez, but yeah, and that's exactly beautiful. you know, he gets Lopez sent off. Yeah, you see, there yeah. you go as well, like, but even for a young lad, what's what's Kaelin? Is he 18? I think 18 or 19 tops. Is 19, he? maybe, yeah. Maybe 19, yeah. You know, like he's a young lad coming in there, and this is his first season as a starter. And he's coming in there against Pico Lopez, one of the, you know, the mainstays of the Shams thing for the last how many years. And being there and seeing it all, and he's getting wound up by a 19 year old. That'll show you just how good Barlow is and how much Barlow rates himself that he's he's not backing down from him. You yeah. know, he's, he's showing him no respect. Yeah. Oh, he he yeah. You know, that's why Lopez gets frustrated and you know he raises his hand to him like that's to send it off yeah, all it's, it's, it's soft as hell but that's the rules I, you know? allegedly Barlow said to him I bet you you can't touch my face <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, that's, I don't know if that's true or not now, but... well, it worked <laughs> <laughs> but like even in the first half though he was having a go at Graham Burke as well Graham Burke yeah. tried throwing his weight around with him and he, he wasn't having none of it. He let him know straight away what he thought of him. And that's what you have to do with these types of fellas. You know, yeah. they've, they've got an easy ride for the last few years where people sit back and admire them and just, you know, let them do what they want. Yeah. Well, you can't you can't treat these fellas with that kind of respect. Fuck them. But that's the difference between uh, a fella that's a good player and a great player. Not saying Kaelin is a great player yet, but he has that mentality and attitude like his and, you know, like I think sometimes people from the northwest of Ireland and the west of Ireland kind of, you know, kind of have an inferior or inferiority complex, and um, like you know, you know, like we all probably play with football teams, and you're going to play play a team from Dublin or whatever. Like your bet before you can get on the bus. Whereas there's absolutely none of that with Kevin. 
you know, he's gonna be shit like where you're from. You know, he's got the arrogance and the confidence with himself. To say, all right, I don't care who you are, I'm better than you. Like, I love that. Yeah, I know it's it's exactly what you want to see in a young footballer. So it is. And he's really unlucky as well last night to get a goal because like that one that comes off yeah. the board is not like that just get caught gets caught under his foot. Where he has to take an extra an extra touch. Whereas usually he'd have that gone one touch and then it'd be bang. Where he nearly he has to take two and then he gets a shot off and it just completely slows him down. He can't get balanced properly at all. And and it's probably the one time that Manus is caught flat footed. You know, he's yeah. not getting down yeah, no, it is, it's beating him. It's going in this near post there. He's not getting yeah. down properly. That is so unlucky, like. So you've heard our reaction from the game. We also asked a few Slug Rovers fans to send in their reaction, and they have done so on WhatsApp voice notes. The number is 085-815-9767. You can hear those now. Well, lads, Aaron from coming here. Great to have the pod back. Great to have the season up and running again. What a way to get a point in the end. Uh, much deserved point. Great finish by Lucas Brown. Just fell throughout the game. It mightn't have been our night. Just Manus, obviously, Chams, producing great saves for them. Plus, I just felt there was one or two times we got in around the back and we just weren't chemical enough. But. That will come, it's only the first game of the season and also we have a lot of new players that we're playing together for the first time, I know pre-season but this is the first time we've competitive match so hopefully they'll uh, gel a bit more and get used to playing with each other and the goals will come. Um, one of the good things, even though we relied heavily on Keena last year, top goal scorer, um, one thing the last kind of couple of years is we didn't get enough goals from midfield so it's good to see a midfielder already up and off the mark already so hopefully um, this season might be able to share out the goals a bit more um, across midfield. Yeah, no good performance and um, roll on you city next. What's the story lads, it's James here in Birching. Was it good to see the full showground last night or what? Absolutely fantastic. If you could get that every week, oh my god, we'd be flying it. Great to see um, good performances from the younger lads as well. I thought Ian Clancy and Caelan Berla were immense. Um, but a very good uh, team performance all around, I thought. I thought we looked very good, we were very sharp. Um, fitness levels very, very good. And I think that, compared to this time last year, is, is going to be the make or break for us. Um, Greg Bulger running around pulling the strings like a 22-year-old. 20, I was very impressed and I think we were very good value for the point. Could have even had more, to be honest. Um, could have got more out of the game, but we'll take a point. Ref poor as always, but you could be talking about that for a week. So, yeah. Thanks, lads. How are you, lads? Conor Mary here over in Abu Dhabi. Um, game last night finished about half one in the morning. And uh, safe to say I woke up mostly with the Bullen uh, with the yell when he scored. Um, thought we played really well last night, had a better the game. Uh, great to see some really tight new players. And uh, Barlow and Clancy played very well. The head of the game for me might have been Clancy giving a kick to some Shams young fellow who just come on. I'm not sure who he was, but he might struggle to get into that team ahead of Gaffney. <laughs> on another note, really enjoyed Keno on the cold comms, calling him Shams for the whole game. And then seeing some of their fans cry about it online. It's so disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. Hope to remember that when it's Rovers this and Rovers that when we're playing up there next. Anyway, great start to the season. Hopefully they can keep going now next week. Up the Rovers. Alan Cairns here with a very happy shout from the shed end. Well, what can we say about last night's performance? We went into the game with a bit of trepidation. We had Shamrock Rovers, jam-packed experienced squad, league champions three years in a row, coming up against Johnny's new boys. And what we're looking for mainly was performance, and we got it in spades, those. 15 players used last night. Four subs come on and it was a seamless transition which was great to see and some more to come back into the squad. Tip me hat to the academy coaches yet again, Ina Clancy and Caelan Barlow. Nothing seems to phase these academy players when they step up onto the big stage and there's nothing bigger than playing Shamrock Rovers at home. And for Ina Clancy to come up against Rory Gaffney and put in the performance he did is credit to him and credit to himself. He's fantastic, he looked a real experienced player out there. Um, to, on the team itself, our conditions stood out for me, our fitness level seemed to be off the charts. We kept going in 95 minutes and looked like we could keep going and we champs pinned back. It wouldn't have been unfair to say if we took three points. 
Manus was definitely the better of the keeper. Luke with one save to make in the first half, and that seemed to be it. And we were fortunate to come away with three points. So we started off in 2012 with a point against Shelburne, late equaliser from Jason McGuinness, and our second game was UCD, so roll on the ball. This is Sean from America. That was a, a great start to the season. Got the draw, maybe could have got the win, but all in all, worked out good. And what a derby game that was. I mean, it had everything. Hard tackles, red cards, goals. I mean, it was just incredible. Atmosphere looked amazing. Performance was pretty good. Um, we get rid of some of that sloppy passes when uh, everybody starts to gel together and get a little bit more uh, composure in the final third. And uh, we'll be going places, I think. Um, but all in all, it was, it was a great first game. And team's looking pretty good. Um, we sure didn't look out of place at all against uh, Shams. So, good start to the season. Looking forward to the next one. Up the Rovers. That's your shout to the shed end. Don't forget, after the UCD game, but yeah, WhatsApp voice note, you can get in contact 085-815-9767 and you'll be on next week's pod, no doubt about that. Right, lads, moving on now. Final part of this week's show. Uh, UCD on Friday night. First away trip this season. Oh, I suppose it's it's not it's not a gimme, Sean, but it's a it's a chance to I suppose get the first win in the season. You could say. Yeah, it's a massive mental test for us, I think, because they're a bit of a bogey side for us. But it's a, it's going to be a different, a huge contrast in comparison to what we just had last night with Shamrock Rovers. You know, Shams are obviously they are what they are, and even with the atmosphere and everything that was in the showgrounds last night, like we're not going to have any of that in in the UCD Bowl or Belfield, whatever it is. Um, so it's going to be a mental test for the players. You know, it's going to be. It is going to be a big challenge because I think by all accounts, UCD against Dundalk were very defensive. They were just they were set up not to concede. Not really. They're not going to threaten you too much. It's from a set piece to score. So you know we've got we've got to be again. We've got to go into it with patience, calm, and you know wait for the opportunities to break them down. You know they're young players. There will be more lapses of concentration. And that's where we have to pounce on it. You know we're just going to have to hold our own, be professional in our performance, like we were last night. If we play like we did last night, we'll beat them. But it's about raising that intensity, playing with that intensity, bringing that into this game as well. I can't imagine the standards drop, and I don't think Russell will let that happen. But we have to be switched on from the world goal. If we, all the better, if we can get an early goal, I think we'll comfortably win that game, maybe two or three now. And Jerry, like it's, you know, Sean mentioned there kind of the, the low block, but I suppose it's, we mentioned before, the key word probably would be patience to try and break down that UCD team. Yeah. Um, I suppose, look, it, it's kind of a case of going into the unknown, isn't it? Um, well, for, from, from a fan's point of view, I don't think any of us know that much about UCD. Um, the only player that we would have any. Um, knowledge of will be Jack Heaney um, he's playing the centre back for him now and he seems to be doing a really really good job um, which is great to see as well uh, he's a great guy and a great player and hopefully someday we'll have him back at the showgrounds um, I actually meant to kind of look at the, the Dundalk UCD game today on on NLOI just to try and get a some sort of insight into them because genuinely I, I really don't know but sure look I suppose John and uh, Ryan and that will have their, their homework done on, on UCD. And, you know, as Sean was saying as well, look, you can't let the standards drop no matter who you're playing. Um, you can't go in with the mindset. And I know what happened where uh, it's UCD. And just to, I suppose, um, to touch on what you were saying about a gimme, there's absolutely no gimme games in, in the League of Ireland Premier Division. It's, uh, you know, anybody is really capable of beating anybody else on their day. So, uh, yeah, look, it'd be a massive look. If you could have the return of four points after the first two games, you'd be absolutely thrilled. And Jerry, is Jerry, Connor. Connor, uh, mm-hmm. I'm shouting at you. So, Connor, uh, the, I suppose it's like, 
would you go for the same starting eleven as the last day, or would you make any changes? I haven't a clue because as Norden, the lads are having a clue about the CCD side. I do know. I listened to the Dundalk podcast uh, to try and get a bit of um, insight, and uh, I know a lot of the Dundalk fans were pretty were very disappointed with them how Dundalk played. Uh, they, I guess Dundalk are in a similar situation to us. They brought in a lot of new players, but they don't seem to be gelling as fast. Um, but I have, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you try and keep. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you try and keep um, a similar starting eleven to that as uh, the other night against Shamrock Rovers, just to try and give them another game together. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, and I do. I, I guess, and as I think Sean, you said the same thing. Um, they, they could be, they could be sitting in a lot. So, like we were saying, just off air, if you were to pick. The follow-up game to your if your opening game of the season is home to Shamrock Rovers and you have that kind of atmosphere, the one game that you probably wouldn't want after that is away to UCD. So, like, yeah, so that's it's a mental test. They've got to be if if the team is gonna if this team is gonna progress, you do not want to be dropping points uh, to UCD, Cork, or the teams that are probably going to be lower down. The you really have to be making hay. So that I mean that's what I hope for. Look at if we don't win the game, if, as long as we don't lose the game. But if we put in uh, another strong performance, um, and like if if UCD have a great have a good a great performance and we don't win the game, but we have a good performance, they will be happy enough with that. But um, yeah, just you, you can't afford. It's all about how we how we we look on the evening. If we look like we're at it, we'll be happy with that. That was probably our biggest fault last season, Connor. Was that we dropped points against teams that were near the bottom of the table. We're kind of able to raise your game against the top teams, but when it came to the, the mundane, the unglamorous games, we we kind of came up a cropper. So, look, a league, a league is a league in that, you know, three points against Shamrock Rovers has the same equal as three points against UCD. It's, you know, you have to have the same mentality going into each game. Um, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, yeah, look, we really need to kind of address that and, and pick up points against the full points where we're expected to. And, you know, that comes down to mentality too, doesn't it? And it's, and oddly enough, it's a weird test for us because I think it's a bit of a monkey on the back of Russell at the moment because so a lot of people have this weird obsession of judging him off a game against UCD last year where, you know, he dropped points against UCD and people are using that as a stick to beat him with a lot. But... I think he'll be looking to get over that too. And, you know, it is just one of these games where we do have to go into it with the right mindset and just, just find a way of beating them. Uh, look, I think I think we should be okay, really and truly. You know, you judge it, you, you can only judge it off what you've seen so far. And from what we've seen so far, it's, it's good enough to beat any UCD side. Yeah. Anything else? No? Okay. And final time now, lads. Predictions. So, Sean? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Rovers. Connor? 5. Oh, Jesus. 5-0. To who? No, I don't know. I don't know. 2-0. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> Jerry? It could, it could be 3-0. It could be 1-0. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> um, I'll go 2-1 Rovers. I think we got to win. I said three one. So. Just to say as well, um, just to, just to remind people um, that the uh, Dublin Supporters Club are selling gold yeah. gold tickets uh, at every Rovers game, and you can get them. Uh, you get uh, DSC underscore SRFC, I think uh, is their handle on Twitter, and you can pay for them via Revolut, and um, they paid out there after uh, the first gold last uh, Saturday night's game. And somebody got oh they're two winners actually they paid yeah. for both goals, but yeah it's a good fundraiser just two winners. Uh, Rory Wren, yeah I can't remember the other person oh it might have been Liam and Kelly, okay, yeah so look it's a great great a uh, bit of crack great fundraiser and better off giving it to the DSC than Labrox or whoever yeah and uh, just to mention as well Jerry your your own good work on um, on Saturday night in the showgrounds the new venture for. Uh, the the coffee, how do I yeah. 
all went really, really well. Um, so we've got a great partnership going with Conrad Coffee. So they've provided us with like um coffee barista kind of style coffee machines and all that sort of thing. And and yeah, we had a great reaction to it. Absolutely top class coffee. Uh, and the reaction we got was absolutely brilliant. So just a lot, but at the same time too, a lot of people put a lot of hard work into getting it up and running. Uh, so we now have three uh, shops on the go within the ground. And as I said, look, all the two and three euros add up to to make us uh, as, be- as best as we possibly can. And it'll probably be plays, you know, two, three good players' wages uh, by spending your money in, in the shops. And it's, uh, yeah, look, a labour of love. Happy days. Yeah, no, well done. It's good. Absolutely. And look, no money is spent in the ground is, is badly spent. It all goes to the right causes. Yeah. So, you know, get your programs, get your goal and goals, whatever you can get on your coffees. It's all worthwhile at the end of the day. It's all leading to a better, a better side. Yeah. Can I also give a shout out to Anto and all the lads from Westport who were at the game on last night? They were supposed to have great crack all together and uh, hopefully see you once again in the showgrounds for the game against St. Pat's lads and rest of the games for the rest of the season. Yeah, and just a shout out to the lads that travelled down from Tyrone as well, Ushin and a few other lads as well. Um, like genuine top Rovers supporters. Um, but so it's great to see, you know, the growth of Rovers throughout the country. Um, so long may it continue. Thank you, Sean. Thanks a million, boys. Thank you, Connor. Thanks, Owen. And thank you, Jerry. Cheers, lads.